0: And now, from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: And we are back. It's Lifeline. Pastor Larry Howard, our guest host this evening, Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. It always happens on the fourth Friday of the month. Thank you very much, Mr. Uh, Mister Craig Roberts, for giving us this time to, uh, to get... We get to spend time with you talking about Christ and how the church should operate. And what that should all look like. And tonight we're looking at discipleship and what that looks like. And we're kind of moving towards the practical side of this, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, there is so much more to discipleship than. just being uh, discipled on a, you know, on a specific, okay, now you've got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I, and I think if folks have been with us for the last 40, 50 minutes or so, you get a sense that it's not one of those you have to do, you have to do, you have to do, as much as it's you get to do, you get to do, you get to do, isn't Absolutely.
2: it? Absolutely. I I Here's what I would challenge anybody that's not growing in the Lord. I mean and, and I think unfortunately, there's several there's, yeah. there's the percentages yeah. the percentage is way too high first of all um and this is not um an advertisement, but it'll feel like that to you people and that's i, I you know I apologize for that, but I think I need to say this um, if you are in a place where you don't feel like you're being fed and growing, I would encourage you. Not to come to Valley. I'm not gonna say that, although if you choose that, that's fine. But I would recommend that you definitely plug into our the hour the thirty minutes that we're on the radio every morning and listen to Phil Howard speak. Yeah. Um, because you you've said it very clearly and it you can almost sound like you're a homer and, and and that's okay if you are because I think you're speaking the truth about the fact that uh, Phil Howard has been a man that um lives out what he says and he's very open and Extremely honest about it yeah he's he's very open and honest about his own failings his own his own issues yeah, you yeah. know i think and sometimes i i've been here for so long and i've heard him say something like why did he say that you know <laughs> but then it's like so real i yeah. think it's just about being real and um you know i I think that that's super important that people see that you're a real person when you're yeah. trying to disciple people. Yeah, Like, hey, guys, I am perfect. Follow me. No. 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 That's, no one's going to follow you then because they're going to say, well, I'm not. And I know I'm not. Yeah, And you probably aren't because you just said you were, so that means you're not very humble. Hopefully I'm, I'm clear enough in my speech that you realize I'm telling you to follow someone else. Yes. Yes. And this, and I'll tell you, I think, um, you know, there's no secret we've said it. I'm, I'm I'm the nephew of Phil Howard, okay? And I've been at this church for 51 years. And so I've been under his tutelage, under his training for all those years. And I don't remember, although I think we have biblical precedent for saying follow me because I'm following as Christ. I yeah, followed. as I follow Christ. And I, I told the worship ministry one time Phil had had a surgery on his hip. And was unable to get out and about. And he, like me and you, was a people person. Mm-hmm. And so he would go crazy just being at home by himself. So we all went there one night after a practice, prayed with him, gave him a couple songs. And then I was asked to pray for him. And I I just was impressed that night. And it's been with me ever since. All the years I've known him, which has been all my life, um, but known, known him as an adult for the last, you know, 50 years. And... um The thing that I was impressed with is he never told me to follow him. Yeah. But it was clear that he wanted me to follow who he was following. Yes. And I think that's critical. It's really hard to disciple someone to follow Christ if you're not. (laughs) Right. Yes. They're going to look at you with a strange face like you're asking me to follow the one you're following. Yeah. I don't see you following anybody. Yeah. Right. Or you look a lot like anybody else in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so get out of the flesh, get into the Spirit, let the Holy Spirit use you. And there's such reward in discipleship, and you know this, Andy. You've been yeah. a Christian for a long time. Yeah. And so, um, boy, when you're doing the work of the Lord, there's nothing more rewarding. Money won't do it. It's, it's like you find the groove. You find the lane. It's like, oh. Oh, this is this why is, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it is fulfilling. It, it is, is
1: satisfaction. Very much so.
2: Um, I love it because obedience, it, it, when you obey God, and you work with me on this, when you obey God, have you ever found no blessing in it? Oh, no. Absolutely not. No. There's always a blessing yeah. in it. And so this whole this whole. Matthew 28 go and disciple them yeah. and baptize them huh there seems like there's a reward attached to that and there is oh. when, and those are just a couple people that I mentioned earlier and if I really sat down and thought and Chuck could do it you can do it we could all three and no telling how many people Phil Howard could do that with
1: All right. All right. All right. So so since we're talking about this, um, uh, this Uh we're
2: going to read a passage here. That's
1: scary. The blessings. You know, uh, is there a blessing in discipling? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So um, and and what's it? What does it look like? Practically speaking, because because just a couple three months, we're going to come up on October, which is. Pastor Appreciation
2: Month. And so, what is, is. Make sure you tell everybody in the congregation that that's my month. That's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Okay, so here's the deal. And, and, and I've, um, I, I've told my own congregation this, uh, and I'll tell them again and again leading up to October. Uh, please, uh, no, n- nothing, I, I don't need the money. I, I don't need the potluck. I don't need the cake. I don't need the card. Here's what I want. Right. And this is where you're talking about the blessing from discipling one another. John, Second John. Uh, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. In other, I like other translations, it gives me no greater joy right. than to know that you are following the truth. Yeah. You, you, you want the greatest blessing of all when you go when it comes to discipleship? And from a pastoral perspective, you want, look, I, I, I oh, sure, I weary of them follow after Christ. I want to see you following it. You do that and that is my greatest joy. Yeah. And that is the blessing for anyone it who is. would disciple. It, it's not just a pastoral thing. I use that as an illustration. This goes to the other 11 months of the year and everyone else who is a faithful follower of Christ pastor or not. Yeah. That yeah.
2: blessing is it, It's indescribable isn't it? It is. I think that I love that portion of it. it, but how much? It's always rewarding to watch. It, you you have it's very interesting. I have no power to move anybody to do this. Yeah, but yet yeah, God says He's going to use us. Yep, to, to be able to do these things, and then He's so then we get to be part of the blessing. As and this is interesting. God gets blessed no yeah. ways that we could bless God. That's this crazy. is all to His glory, I mean, you know. And so when you look at that, I think of those things. And I think, wow, that's a trip. We get to bless God. How do we do that? By being obedient, by doing what oh, He said obedient. to do. Yes. you know. And you know, I, I like that. I was very glad to find some of your children walking in the truth. Yeah, not all of them. No. But some of them made him glad. Yeah. Some of them he was probably saddened by, too. Because yeah. on the reverse spectrum as a pastor, that is that repeat, yeah. that repeat person that you keep, oh. you, you know, we, uh, Pastor Rich Rollins, who was an executive, well, our first executive pastor for 22 years here at Valley, he said, you know what, people come to you and you work with them and, and you do this in counseling, which I call counseling, you know, discipleship. Right. Because we're using the Bible for our reference. And he would say, um you know you they come to you and you look at scripture and you show them here's what you need to do biblically mm-hmm. and and then this will change yeah. you know if you have a desire that's a sinful desire ask god to get rid of that desire for you right it we just change. talked about that a little earlier yeah. but you know when you when you do that you, and then you watch that person grow that's great. But then what happens is sometimes they'll come in, you give them all this, you spend this time with them, and you're glad to do it. No, I will never take back any time I've ever spent with people trying right. to no, no. disciple yeah. or to yeah. counsel. It's never wasted. No, never. And so you do that, and then they go home, and you've given them the prescription. And they go home, and they put it on the shelf in the cabinet, and they close the door, and they never take it. And they never take it, yeah. And then they wonder why they don't change. And
1: they come back, then. yeah, what's the old illustration of the guy coming up to the pastor, going, Pastor, I, I just need to, these cobwebs in my life. I just need to pray for these cobwebs. And the pastor, in frustration, said, Lord, I don't pray for the cobwebs. Kill the spider.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And, so, and then thing. Rich had this line, he said, and taking it for a while— and not completing taking the prescription,
1: yeah, the infection
2: comes back. It's just like, it's you have to continue to take yes. the medicine. Yeah. And you know what? There are some things in life, guess what? I don't struggle with robbing banks. No. And I don't struggle with beating my wife. Yeah. Because that would be a short-lived struggle. I'd probably be killed in my sleep. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's, there's things that I no longer struggle with. Yeah. And because I've been discipled, I've been trained how to not let those things influence Ex and be a carne part. Sanguine. Yeah, and so I'm word looking at. God. I'm like the word is always the deliverer of what I need. Yeah, it just always is, mm-hmm. and so and if you're not in the word, why aren't you? Yeah, it's my question, and not to beat anybody up. There was many years of my life I wasn't. Yeah, but once I did things changed right? things changed you know and my dad told me something one time a long time ago he called me up and said hey son I'm hearing that God's really using you I heard from some people in my small group Bible study that the Lord's really been using you and I'm like well dad that's isn't that what we're supposed to be doing I mean I wasn't even you know I didn't right. even think of it like that yeah, I go yeah. this is what we're supposed to do right yeah. and he's talking and I go you know dad the only question I have is why did it take me so long to get here yeah And my dad, who's 25 years older than me at that time, so he was probably 60, and I was, you know, 35, he goes, son, I ask myself the same thing all the time. (laughs) Why did it take me so long here? Well... And guess what? But the sooner you get there, the more God will use you. I think that's how that works. And it's always sooner than you think, longer than you wish. Yeah. On that
1: note, we're going to take a quick time out. Sooner than we thought. It's longer than we wished. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come back and continue our conversation with Pastor Larry Howard, our Truth for Today edition of Lifeline right here.
0: And now, from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: And we are back. It's Lifeline. Pastor Larry Howard joining us this evening on our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. You can listen to Truth For Today, 5.30 in the morning, Monday through Friday, 8.30 in the morning, Sundays, and find us online at truthfortodayradio.org. You can also find us... <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) ORG. Yeah, for those of you who haven't completed 12th grade yet, ORG. Now I've just really offended
2: everybody, (laughs) haven't I? Or whatever's left of our audience just left.
1: Yeah, it's just you and me now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we can say whatever we want to. Exactly. So there we go.
1: Um, You can also find us in the phone book at 855 833 9864. 855 833 9864. On the, speaking of saying whatever we want to wish, there is a dark side of this that I we've kind of skirted around a little bit, maybe danced on unintentionally, but there is there is this part of, uh, and I'm thinking of those maybe listening or going discipleship, eh, you know fixing to leave tune the dial, right? <laughs> For those who aren't really thinking about discipleship Um. Is that a, 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 a is there a fundamental root cause? Is there a real danger? I mean, and, and we talked about this earlier. You know, well, maybe I need to rededicate my life. All of you dedicated it to begin with. Right. Um, for those who don't really see discipleship as an important, integral part of their lives to grow in Christ, is there a real concern that there's no
2: relationship there to begin with? Yeah, I think that. What happens there for me is if I find someone that 's in that condition and they 're there for a very long time i 'm um, concerned about whether or not they 're actually saved
1: well and and also dealing with this same issue because yeah. I think the gospel is key to all of this um, and, and, and again i'm i 'm going to reveal a part of my hand here i 've ran across a lot of folks who come out of the God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, say a prayer, sign a card, you're saved, churches. And then they find it so hard to grow in discipleship or even having a desire to be discipled. Comes back down to the heart of the gospel, doesn't it, and
2: what the gospel really is. It does, because I think when we look at, I think it's Romans there where Paul says that the. The power of salvation changes you, right? It, it's it's not one that comes in and leaves you the same. If you, and you have to be really careful. I don't want to bash. Right. No, I'm not a, bashing. Yeah, no, I know you're not. Yeah. I, and I'm going to make sure I don't too. But I'm, I'm sure I've done a lot of what we call biblical counseling, which, you know, we were discussing this off air. Biblical counseling is really discipleship. That's all it is. I'm okay. using the Bible to help instruct you how to change your life in accordance with the Word of God, which would be in accordance with God's will. And how do we find out what God's will is? Well, I believe that we need people to help disciple, but I also believe there's a responsibility from you to disciple yourself. And then now that sounds a little funny. maybe That might be fuzzy for some folks, but I think that Romans twelve one and 2 is a discipleship passage. You need to stop being conformed to this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Um, And what is how do I renew my mind? in the Word of God. It's, I need a different source, and that source is the Bible. It's God talking to us. That transforms my mind. I'm powerless to do that without Christ, without the Holy Spirit. I need Him. So we definitely know He's talking to believers there in Romans 12. So I think when you look at it like that, I'm like, hey, you have a responsibility in this discipleship as well as the church does. Right. And there, it looks to me like if I was on an island by myself with a Bible... I could disciple myself. I could yeah. learn about Christ. I could learn how to live in accordance with Him. Now, it'd be really easy to get along with people if I was there by myself, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. but uh, but still, there's a bunch of things to learn there, right? There's there's tons in there that's going to reveal to you who He is. Yes. The Bible reveals who Christ is. He came to reveal who God is, His Father. He said, "I came to reveal who the Father is." But the whole book is about Him, and then it's also about us yeah. it's it's not only talking about who christ is and what we have in him but it also reveals our shortcomings it uh, i mean look at it david a man after my own heart really yeah i think like he was after Bathsheba a little bit there too right <laughs> so i mean when you look at those different comparisons and thank god we have those yeah illustrations of men that failed yeah You know, um, I mean, not that that's somehow God was glorified even when they failed, right? Yeah, exactly. So when I look at it, I think, "Wow, okay, well, thank you, God." There's hope for a guy like me who's a failure. Yeah, right. I think of those things sometimes. I'm like, "Hey, I'm as messed up as the next guy." (laughs) Yeah, but for God. Yeah. But God. And so in my, it's one of my Uncle David's favorite statements. But God. God. Oh, yeah. You know, it's Just one Ephesians of his favorite. Yeah. yeah. But God came. He was rich in mercy, oh. he's rich in grace. I mean, come on. So, you know, you get going there. And so I think what happens, I I think the most frustrating thing for me as a pastor, as a fellow Christian, is watching somebody. Just, I don't know, I guess the best word for me that I can think of without being too offensive is just flounder. Yeah. Like they're just not, they're not making any progress. I met you 10 years ago. You're in the same Same exact spot. spot. You know, the ground is worn because you're walking in one place. Why? Yeah. Why are you stuck here? And then that's where it comes in. Um, You're not being used by God. There's no, I don't see any fruit in your life. I don't see any advancement Wait a minute, did you just say a sinner's prayer? or did you really put trust and place faith? Did you, did that you simply add Jesus to your life or have you surrendered? or is he the main reason for yeah. living? you yeah. know? And I think when I think that's the danger of a sinner's prayer, I think that's a danger of you know because I listen, Andy. I've done enough biblical counseling with couples and with individuals who come to me broken. They're just um and and I don't mean broken in the sense of I know that's a term people use now yeah, for sin, right. broken. You know, I don't I don't like that. I think you're either a sinner or you and we're all sinners. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so I, I don't broken. like that whole, you come and you're in a broken world and now you need Christ. No, you're a sinner and you need Christ. Yeah. But they come and they're broken. Their marriage is broken or they're whatever. And sometimes they're unbelievers. And I've been in many circumstances where I know I am positive because I'm pretty persuasive and because you're here in front of me and you're hurting, you came to me yeah. because you're in trouble. Yeah. I could talk you into saying a sinner's prayer in a moment. Oh, man. But you would leave no more change than when you walked in. Right. And I'm like, you know what I've learned to do on that? And I think I shared this with Chuck a little bit earlier, and maybe you were there when I shared this. I've learned that when I see God working in someone's life, I just stay out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to get in there and mess it up. Right. But I've used... Ephesians 2, one of my favorite, that 1 through 10, that's mm-hmm. the way you were yeah. dead in your sins and trespass. I've used that passage to disciple someone into salvation, let's say. that right. You say, disciple. Well, I'm using the Word of God to have them look at it and see if it's going to say something and that will change them. Yeah. And that's what discipleship is. Use the Word of God to yeah. help to people change. change. Yeah. And so... I've had, I've done that where I'm like, I know I could talk this young lady right now into saying a sinner's prayer with me. Right. Instead, I'm going to give her this passage to go home and read and really meditate on it and yeah. contemplate what he's saying. And then you come back next week and we'll see what you think of that passage. Where are you at with Christ? Hmm. And so sometimes I think we're here's, here's the problem in the church in my, in my mind. We know someone has never bore fruit. We've never seen them have fruit in their life. Yeah. But guess what? They show up every Sunday. And they look good. <laughs> and they're enjoying what's going on at Valley. They love the music we're doing. They love to hear me get up there and break my throat down trying to preach to them. They like I don't know why they like it, but they do. And and so you know you're you're like you're there, but you never see them change. Yeah. And we're afraid to tell them Maybe you've never met him. Yeah. And what a disservice to, to them. And what a disservice to our elder and, and brother then, as and well. Am, am I doing the right thing by not telling them? Yeah. I just had somebody question me about telling the truth. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, what? Would you have me not tell the truth?
1: Right. <laughs> Well, that's what we're all about right now. We've got to take a The truth out. for today It makes yeah. sense to me. <laughs> Put a bookmark there. We're, we're going to pick up where we left off. So this is our truth, truth, truth for today edition of Lifeline with Pastor Larry Howard as our guest host tonight. We'll be back.
0: And now from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Freuland.
1: We're back. It's Lifeline. Pastor Larry Howard, our guest host this evening for our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. And we we, we left this last uh, segment, Larry, talking about the fact that, you know, there's there's got to be some discernment that goes along with discipleship to understand where you need to start on all this discipleship. And we were talking about the fact that there are a lot of folks who kind of you know they wear the clothes, but the inside is still rotten to the core, you know your whitewashed tombs, as it were and i I, I think that also talks to the wisdom of leadership in any given church if you're as as uh, um, uh, oh um I just his name just blew right out of my brain um, uh, I can't help you with that <laughs> I know it, come on look really get a little close to the ear see if you can't find it I know it's in there somewhere <laughs> um, oh gosh I can see his face I can see the coke bottle glasses dear brother in Christ death of death in the death of Christ um uh, and 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 several others. He, he he told us he he's the one who coined the phrase that America is a mile wide and an inch deep. Hmm. His name will come to me later on tonight when I'm sleeping, and I'll call you up in the middle of the night, and I'll let you know which the, what the name was. Um, the rest of our audience will have to wait a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the fact is we we tend to be that way. I I agree with his statement. America is a mile wide and an inch deep. We're just a shallow Christianity. I agree. But this addresses what we left off with our last segment with is, yeah, there's a lot of folks out there. You've really got to wonder, man, are are you really saved? Or did you just utter a, a sinner's prayer? Uh, it was a feel-good moment and, you know, what Spurgeon called spiritual spasm, and we call it good. And here's where that discernment comes in, especially, and again, you know, I, 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 I'm i trying not to toot our horn. I really am. Yeah. But it is our truth for today edition of Lifeline. And I, I'm calling it as I seize it. Um, there is depth and wisdom at 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 valley bible church so a lot of what we've talked about especially in that last segment that's going to be
2: not the norm but the exception isn't it i'm i'm afraid so and, and that's troublesome for me um you know it's interesting i think we're all commanded to follow him yeah he said, come after me, come after me and follow me. And that come after is disciple, become a disciple, become someone who follows after me. And so it's a commandment for us to do that. And we're supposed to make people disciples. Yeah, we're going to go disciple them. And so um and it's that cycle that we talked about earlier that. I will disciple, and, and look, I just said it earlier about a Manny D'Souza, okay? Right. I had a chance to disciple him when he was a young man, and now Manny's discipling people. And there's people in Manny's life right now that he discipled that are now I'm discipling, discipling others. And they're witnessing to people. Because we've got to remember, evangelism is discipleship. You were discipled on how to do event, how to share your faith. Someone taught you the right things that you were to put faith in. You know, someone taught me that hell was a horrible place and that Christ had died on a cross for me. And if I would accept that he died for me, he was God, became man, born of a virgin, lived this perfect life. He died on the cross, paid for all my sins there, buried, rose again. And if I would believe in that, just put faith that that was a reality, that that really happened. Not for you, Andy. Trust that you're... For current. me. Yeah. He did it for me, right? Yeah. Now, he did it for you, too, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, no, no. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm only five years old when I'm taught this. Yeah. So a childlike faith is all you need. Did I know who Christ was? No. Right. Do I know who He is now? I know a lot more about Him now than I did then. But I guess what we're going to spend eternity learning about Him. Yeah, exactly. eternity. The way I understand eternity, in my finite ability to think, it's like for a long time. Yeah,
1: it, it, you it, know, it goes on for a couple it goes on
2: of years. for a while. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so, um, and then you know to to think about we're going to. I mean, that's my Ephesians 2, again, it's one of my favorite spots to talk about, is I'm going to learn of his grace in the ages to come. Yes, I mean, the inexhaustibleness ages to come, what does that mean? Yeah. It's forever. And so, and and guess what? I want everyone to know that truth. Yeah, and that won't happen if I shut my mouth and don't say anything. Right, and so in the church, out of the church, guess what? There's a grace available to you. You can't get to him without the grace that's available. There is an inexhaustible. Yes,
1: and 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 there is this uh, this inseparable component to
2: discipleship, which is evangelism. Evangelism. (laughs) You can't. There's no one wellness. to disciple if we don't have evangelism. Exactly. But I and think you still have to train people how to do that. And you know? to
1: that point, because we were talking about the idea that there are a lot of folks who are in the church thinking they are of the church and they're not. But as 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 our producer wisely put it during the break, uh, uh, you know, th- there are also folks. And, and discipleship uh, speaks to the fact that there is a beginning which is ignorance, and I'm not using that in a derogatory term or in a critical term other than just to simply explain that, we start out ignorant. You we just don't, don't know as, anything. You know, it's babies. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, what this the old saying? Kids say the darndest things. Well, you know, if you yeah. haven't been to school, you'd probably say some I darn say things darndest as things well. Too.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, and I think there, I think there, here we go back to 1 Corinthians again. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about in reality. Yeah. You know, there's all these things that um, you should know that you don't know. Yeah. And I think, I don't want to say that well, I do want to say it because I think it's true. Um, I think people don't know as much about the Lord as they should. Yes. Um, because they're not being motivated by the right things to make them want to know more about him. Right. And so this is where with our concern earlier that we talked about was how can you say that you love the Lord and yet, don't want to know anything about him. How how can you do that? Um, you could not. Wild horses could not keep me away from my wife when I fell in love with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, if I love God the way I say I love Him, I want to know Him. Yeah. Yes. And the way to know Him is, um, first of all, He revealed Himself to me. So that's a beautiful picture. Yes. Yeah. Self, I was I would never have seen Him. He revealed Himself, and then and then He gave me this wonderful. Biography of who he is. And this is, this is just doesn't even scratch the surface of what he is. Yeah. But it's what we needed to know.
1: It's enough that we can. Yeah, it, it, It's more than what we'll ever be able to comprehend. We'll never in our be able to life. grab at all. Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about the book. I, I go back to uh, Pastor Rollins again, Pastor Rich Rollins that was here. He said, that's why they, you know, I said, man, I've read this before and didn't see this. He goes, that's why they call it the living, the word. living word. Yeah. Because it's constantly the same hey, when you read John three sixteen when you were a child compared to when you're reading it today, it means something different.
1: Who's the who is the the pastor who uh uh ended up in um Moody's church, spent a week talking about John three sixteen and each sermon was different? And different. Each sermon Every was time. better. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I heard um this is funny. I heard This has nothing to do with discipleship, but it has everything to do with discipleship. I heard Dr. Steve Lawson go about an hour on Romans 1, (laughs) verses 1 through about 5. So just the introduction. (laughs) He went on and on and on, and I'm like... Where is he getting all of this? I, but it was all there.
1: Yes, and I, you know, I, 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 I took John two one through uh, twelve le- this last Sunday. Oh, that's tons in there. And I'm moving to th- thirteen through twenty six now. And mm. as I'm writing my notes, I'm going, well, most of the sermon's going to be a review. Plus, oh, I forgot to mention this, and I forgot <laughs> to mention that. Right, <laughs> so right. You're, you're, I'm right back at it again. It's yeah. like I
2: could, I could spend years here. Well, and you get into. <laughs> (laughs) and john some you know a lot of that's just narrative stuff too and it's really it's a lot harder to preach but it's there oh it's delightful you know we're doing first corinthians and i'm in this position now at the church where um pulpit you know pulpit discussion i always i always talk with the other men about it, but ultimately it becomes my responsibility to divide the passages up and figure out and I'll like, you know, i I'll, I'll hear one week I'll hear, well, you, didn't, you only gave me three verses. I yeah. need more verses than that. I'm like, did you, did you look at the <laughs> verses? Look at the verses, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then there'll be other times where you gave me seven verses, I can't get through all of that, you know, and you're like, man. Right. So, well, anyway. we've got to do another time out, but suffice
1: it to say, what we've been doing for the last hour and 30 minutes or so has been discipleship. Gee, yeah, isn't that fascinating? You've it's, been if you've funny. been if you've been with us for the last hour and thirty minutes, dear listener, you've been discipled at least a little bit. We're going to take a quick time out, and by the way, it was Jim Packer that uh, did that mile wide, inch deep statement. Uh-huh. So there we go. I remembered before two o'clock this morning. <laughs> quick time out. We are back with our final segment of Lifeline. You're going, boy, it's about time. We'll take a quick break and come back. And now from our Northern Command
0: Studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland.
1: And we are back. It is Lifeline, our final segment. Before we start wrapping things up here on our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline, 5.30 in the morning, Monday through Friday, 8.30 in the morning, Sundays. You can catch Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard, a great way to start the day and get it rolling. And you can also find out more on our website, truthfortodayradio.org. As we close things out, uh, we, Larry, have been spending time... Uh, talking about discipleship and discipling one another, and the emphasis when it f- f- goes back and fields back to uh, Valley Bible Church here in Hercules has been the youth, and and right, rightly so. I mean, that's that's our next generation. Yeah. We need to be investing in the next generation. Yeah. That said, that is not the only discipleship form that Valley Bible has. There is uh, there's an awful lot that goes on on the adult side of life as well. So if, if you could, take a couple of minutes and let our listeners know what's
2: available there. Yeah, thanks, Andy. I, I think that... Um we have classes and, and different things that we offer from, from new new believers' perspective all the way to what we would call um, maybe leadership-type courses. Like we have a class that we call Timothy Fellowship, which is what the elders and different men in our church that are leaders have spotted up-and-coming mm-hmm. men that appear to be they could be leaders. Yeah. And so we've named that the Timothy Fellowship because Paul saw that in Timothy and we right. followed that. So that's another fellowship. And then we we're offering on Sunday mornings in our 9 o'clock hour, we have some classes on marriage. We have classes on parenting. We have those on Wednesday nights also. And so, well, right now they're going through an Acts class, I believe it is, in our, in our Sunday school hour. And I think it just finished up actually for the summer. But you know, so we have several. We have our small groups. We have all kinds of different levels and um, then we have a wow class from Women, Women of the Word, we call that. Yeah. So we have all these different courses and classes that we do. And and not to mention, just from our pulpit. Yeah. Just from the pulpit. It's, it's one of the more, um, I think people, uh, I would say it this way, preaching is not dead. Well,
1: and, and let it me. It is st- not dead. And, and I can illustrate this, because yeah. I, obviously I, I know the preaching well here. But I also know that uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones used to say he, would, he was amazed at how many people would come up to him before the sermon and go, Pastor, I need to talk to you. And he always had the vestry open after the service. Okay, right. well, come see me after, after the service, and we'll spend a few minutes together, and I can counsel you. Only to have that person come up to him at the end of the service going, Nope, oh, you answered it in the pulpit. I'm oh, good. And they'd walk away. They yeah. were satisfied.
2: Well, I think it's I think it's our one form of being able to disciple the entire group together. Right. And there's something to be said about the dynamic yeah. of everyone being in the same room. Now we do two services, so right. we have some in one and the other. But you have a large group of adult participation, and in one of our services, we have from junior high up to all the way through the adult uh, area and so when you think of that I'm like there are so many areas that we're discipling in if if someone were to come to me and say what's your discipleship program I'm like what Mm -hmm. everything we do is discipleship. discipleship everything. It's got a form of evangelism, which I believe is still evangelism. I think that's yeah. still discipleship. Yeah, we, We're we're teaching you that you have to share your faith. That's what God commanded you to do. Yeah. So you're an ambassador of, of Jesus Christ. And, and what that means is that you are supposed to be, according to 2 Corinthians 5 there, he says that you are to beg and plead very arminian verse by the way i love it Um, but it's it's to beg and plead that men might be reconciled to the father through the son and the reason i think it's an arminian verse so i'll just leave this with you guys too the reason i believe that it's said in such a fashion is so that those of us who believe in the doctrine of election don't become complacent in it yes That we would say no this is what if this is my son i'm talking to Mm -hmm. i'm gonna beg and i'm gonna plead and um i care that much about people just in general now obviously if it's my son that's a different (laughs) scenario but i just think that it's god didn't save me to sit on the sideline and watch people go to hell no just didn't no and i'm not afraid to tell you because it is the truth There is a positive side to believing in Jesus Christ. It's called heaven, and it's getting to be with God for eternity under his care, under his direction. And what we fail to do in today's world, I think, is we're afraid to tell people that the negative side, if you don't believe in him, is that we just want to, I think, it's a mistake we're making because yeah. the result, if you don't take him and place faith in him, is you're going to spend eternity in hell. Yeah, and so and, and those two a, places are not, the most.
1: And it's not a party where you, uh, other people have oh, gone no, to no, hell. No, down. no, 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 As,
2: it's weeping and gnashing of teeth, right in total darkness, yeah, isolated. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's a horrible place to be. But, so when you think of heaven, it's the most magnanimous place there could ever be. Just, it's this wonderful place. Yeah. When you think of hell, it's the worst place right. it could ever be. And there's no in-betweens. There will be no in-between. You're going to go one place or the other. So I think we have to, uh, the church has to stop, I think it was Votie Bauckham that said, we have to stop chipping away at the edges of truth. Yeah. Speak what God said to speak and let God do the work. Yeah. You know, it's, it's his bullet, it's his gun. Just pull the trigger. It is, it is. And I'm um I would say I'm always moved to think that God would use one like me yeah. to further his kingdom. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it better be him at work in me. Oh, I tell you, because <laughs> it ain't me. I'm too much of a foolish yeah. idiot. Now, I'm going to say something really quickly if I can. Yes. And um, You've you got can, a minute and a half. You can figure out if you want to cut it later. All right. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Andy for uh, doing Uh, the radio show for us snip snip Um, yeah because I think (laughs) that um, what people don't realize is how well you do your job (laughs) and how you make it easy on guest speakers like me coming in and you just kind of guide us right through and I appreciate you very much it's a gift that you have, that God's given you, and I appreciate that you use it for God. Amen. Because okay. you could use it in another aspect, but you've chosen to do it this way. So we thank get, you. Andrew. We get to gossip Jesus. Oh, man. it's, great. That's, it's that's, great. So I appreciate
1: you. Yeah. though. I want you to know. Oh, that. what a joy it is! It's yeah. always a delight, and it'll continue to be a delight. Yeah. I even to...
2: appreciate Chuck who's here. I know. You know well, here, yeah, just... <laughs> he's the yeah he's the producer. <laughs> producer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they get to do everything. Now, so... And so yeah, I so that would be to me like, hey, we're we're going to continue at yes. that. To disciple and evangelize the world and uh, represent Christ as Amen. best Hallelujah. we know how, you know. So, and with that, we're going to put a wrap on this thing, right. brother. Thank
1: you. Thanks again. It's Appreciate always it. a joy. So, there it is, folks. You've uh, you've been listening to our Truth for Today edition of Lifeline. Remember, Truth for Today comes your way Monday through Friday, right here on. KFAX, 5.30 in the morning and again 8.30 Sunday mornings. You also find us at truthfortodayradio.org Have a blessed weekend and we'll see you next month when we get to do it again and thank you for joining us. Until next time.
0: Opinions expressed
1: in the preceding
0: program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX.